Welcome to the Resilient Mind Podcast, exploring how our thoughts and feelings influence our actions. I am Steve Nathanson, CEO and founder of Strive for More, professional coaching firm, and... I'm Andrew Marangoni, founder and CEO of Steel City Pack Leader. Together, we founded Pittsburgh Pet Care, where coaching and pet care meet. And this is our podcast. All right, welcome back to a brand new year and a brand new episode of The Resilient Mind. It is January 3rd of 2022, and I am joined with my good friend Steve, and we are going to hit you today with an episode that is fully packed of what you might expect for a first episode of the new year. <laughs> um, and it's about setting our intention, and that's not about resolution, it's about what do we really want intrinsically for our lives in this upcoming year? And how can we go about creating that? Good morning, Steve. Morning, Andrew. Uh, I love the topic. And maybe a quick distinction there is we're doing this because a lot of us tend to set New Year's resolutions. What is it that we want to accomplish in this new year? And there's some inherent meaning there for us. Oh, I want to lose weight or I want to change this. It's perhaps sometimes problem focus, right? Here's the problems that I want to shift. So what we're talking about is how do we take that, but make it really, truly meaningful because what we're looking to create this year is something truly intentional, intrinsic to who I am and I want to be. So a little bit more purposeful action versus just something that is meh, maybe a goal of mine, if that makes sense. That's what I think we're really here to talk about today. Right, is yeah. really diving into who you are and what, what you've created in your life up until this point. What is driving you forward and what could we maybe shift that is holding you back or creating drag? Yeah, so great example, actually. I use this all the time with people. When we talk about, say, goal setting or intentions, there is, there's a difference. We want to find what's truly important to us, what we're intending to do. So the example that I use typically is who's going to be more successful? Someone who says, oh, I want to lose weight. Or someone who says, I want to lose 10 pounds in the next three months to look good in my tux from my brother's wedding. It's typically the latter person. In regards to what we're talking about, there's an intention there for that individual. Yes, I want to lose weight. But what's the true meaning and purpose and the payoff for the value that's intrinsically there for me? That's what we're really talking about is crafting those goals that truly mean something to us. So with that, I'll turn it over to you, Andrew, and let you lead the way. Sure. Uh, well, I'm curious before I, I dive into sure. it is, have you set any intention for this year? And what, what, what does Steve have on the docket? <laughs> uh, yes, actually, I have mapped out my top five intentions for the year. Um, they are business related, some are personal related. So in terms of business, there's some fundamental things that I'm intending to create and make sure that are in place that are going to lead to ultimate goals that I have. But fundamentally, I need to ensure that I've got some... Uh, consistency, say marketing, consistency in sales, make sure that everything I need to operate all my coaching engagements in the new way that I'm doing them is set up, let's say, 
So those are my intentions is to be very intentional about marketing and very intentional about sales, being very intentional about leveraging new technology that I am going to use to administer my coaching programs. Uh, and then my intention personally is to lower my time for half Ironmans. So there's meaning and purpose in each and every one of those because those business goals are ultimately related to inherent achievement that I want in my business in terms of a level that I'm trying to reach. So they're tied to that deep internal intention that for me ties into my theme of the year. So this is where I think we really get into that intention. My theme for the year is freedom. It's freedom of time. It's freedom of finances. It's freedom in terms of not being constrained by others. So for me, the biggest intention that I have is to create that kind of freedom. The goals that I just shared are the things that I will start implementing to reach that overall arching theme, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's very clear and makes perfect sense. Um, <clears throat> and I, I know you well enough that you are going to carry these things out. <laughs> um, you are definitely a motivating person in my life when it comes to Thank organization you. and planning and, and getting things achieved. Um, I'm a big picture kind of person. And one of the things that I'm working on greatly is filling in the stuff in between point A and point B. Mm. I see point B very clearly. I don't always see the path to get there. Mm. Um, but with drive alone, I usually will just be like, oh, anything that's in my way, I'll either get around or go right through. <laughs> but I definitely over the past three months have been doing a lot of personal development work and things. And I've found a lot of shortcomings in myself when it comes to that mentality towards going towards big goals without a clear distinction of mm. what I'm trying to actually create to get there. Um, so my intention for this year is to be more focused in the um, smaller parts of bigger picture. Creating, and, and for, for instance, here, here's a good example if we like take it to working out is that, you know, there's around six full body exercises that if you do, you know, pretty consistently, you can pretty much cover head to toe in, in those six exercises. But if you really want to start pushing into higher performance, you're going to look at supporting muscles and creating smaller, you know, more distinct exercises for those smaller supporting muscles, which, you know, do get some exercise in the overall, but when they're concentrated on give overall strength so much more foundational support for greater building of strength. So that's yeah. how I'm looking at it. Is I've created this overall powerhouse of intention and business moving forward into this year. And now I really get to get specific on the individual parts of every little piece of that to make it work uh, for me fully. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good analogy because I think what we're really bringing out in this earlier part of the conversation is the intention that we set 
will drive naturally what those resolutions end up being or what those goals end up being. But that intention allows us to know truly what makes that important for us, which is going to be a strong motivator to actually following through on them, which is one of the key differences we're, I think, really going to be talking about today is setting these intentions does differ slightly than resolutions, because when we set the intention, we know the inherent meaning and value that's in it for us, and we're much more likely to take purposeful action towards it and make it happen because it does truly have value and purpose and meaning for us. And so that's one of the main differences that I'm taking away so from, from the early part of our conversation of what intentions are really meant to do versus resolutions. Yeah, no, I agree fully is yeah. that it is just that slight tweak in the meaningness to it is it's more important. Um, or it seems to be more important. Um, mm. The intention behind it is intrinsic, is this right. is very, very important to me. I want to achieve or I want to um, be a certain way or, or um, bring this thing that I really, really want my life into fruition, into my life. Right. So as our listeners are listening, maybe a good time to throw out a question to them they can think about briefly is, what is it that they want in their lives this year? Is right. it freedom? What, what is deeply important to you? Freedom, health, financial security, perhaps. Figuring out those high-level intentions can then help figure out what those meaningful goals are after the fact. But knowing, to your point, what those intentions are is key to driving them to actually happen to Right, because um, it creates that, that motivational piece right. that we talked about yep. in our earlier episodes, yep. right? And I think one of the things about resolutions are is that we get inspired to create resolutions until we start being intentional on those resolutions, there's not enough motivation to stick with them, which is why most people join that gym January 1st. And by January 31st, they're like, nope, I'm over that. Um, and yeah. we've talked before about one of the, one of the traps of that is biting off too much more than you can chew or setting mm -hmm. an unrealistic mm -hmm. expectation of yourself. So I think that's where it was important for us in this episode to, again, identify is I want to love myself for who I am, but I also want to take an inventory of what I can be capable of and where I'm at now. And I want to look at some processes that will take me to where I want to go. Yeah. And it's not about good or bad or this or that. It's about me being the creator of what I want in my life. And that is a really difficult thing, I think, for human beings to identify. I think for the most part, we, we have a, a general idea. Um, but for the most part, if you ask somebody like, you know, what, what do you want out of your life? What's a perfect life for you? I don't get a lot of answers. <laughs> no, you're right. It's, it's hard. It is hard for people 
legitimately to characterize what it is that they want in life. One of the tricks I use with that is, well, it's easier to describe what I don't want. So do that. What do you not want in your life? Because the beauty of that is you can then literally flip it and state the opposite. And that tells you what you do want. It's just easier for us as human beings to characterize the quote unquote negative or the non-serving. So why not start there? Why not use something that's easier for you and then flip that to get what is going to be serving and what you do want? Even then, and let's use the, the weight example, just because it's something we've, we've talked about already. Let's say the example of my resolution is, well, I want to lose weight. Let's talk about how do we find that intention there. To your point, right, it's not maybe specific enough. It may be I want to lose, say, 100 pounds because I'm overweight by that much, just as an even number just for our discussion. Is that too much? Do I put so much pressure on myself to achieve it immediately that when I don't see those results, I give up by January 31st? Or I don't eat healthily at all. I don't go to the gym. And so I expect myself to go to the gym seven days a week. I expect myself to completely change my diet. And I've bitten off too much because I've taken it too much at a time versus slow, easily manageable chunks. You're right. There's a realistic element to this of can I set myself up for success? So to that, those two critical lanes, I think we're talking about intention and then small steps in short. So the intention, one way of doing that is what makes that important for me? That's a question you can ask yourself. Another way of doing that is asking yourself why, why is that important? I just happen to use what makes that important, just my terminology. If you've ever heard of double clicking or the five levels of why, that's essentially what we're doing here. I want to lose weight. What makes that important to me? I can write that answer up. Then I can ask myself again, what makes that important to me? Write that answer up. Ask again, what makes that important to me? And we keep repeating that until we feel like we've really truly got to the heart of this. Let's say it's an example that I have grandkids and you know what? I want to be around to watch them grow up. Now we've really got to the heart of that and we can set the intention. My intention this year is to be there for my grandchildren. When I know that importance, when I know that motivating factor, it makes it easier to hold true to losing that weight. It makes it easier to stay the course. And then I can start breaking that up into those small steps that make it manageable. I may not exercise at all. I may not eat healthily at all. What is a manageable step for me to take? It's one small shift instead of biting off everything at one time. One to two pounds a week is typically, right, as we've talked about before on this program, safe, maintainable weight loss. So that we're looking at 100 to 50 weeks. Knowing that importance, that intention is going to keep me motivated that entire time because I know that it's going to take a longer time than perhaps I initially thought to do that, but there's true value long-term in it for me. So I'll stop there and turn it back to you, but I think those are some critical things that can help discover what is that intention that's truly underneath this for me to help people set those intentions for this year. Yeah. 
So start with writing, writing down like what you what you want or what you don't want. Yeah. And and start asking yourself questions, the why, the what. All those things, you'll be amazed what comes out when you're actually putting it out in front of you, which is much different exercise than keeping yeah. it all up here in your yep. head. Um, there is something about, and once you identify these things, go to the next point and declare, I'm going to do this and write yep. that down because yep. that really starts to manifest your intention into motivation. Yeah. You, you nailed two other critical things on this, Andrew, is because we tend to keep everything up here in our heads. And that's dangerous just because we may think we have that clarity and that understanding, but it still remains foggy while it's up here. And by speaking it, by writing it down, we actually force our brains to filter through so much information, process it, and get clarity from it. That when we actively take it upon ourselves to write things down, you're going to naturally get more clarity because you are forcing your brain to process all that information. So I think that's a wonderful point that you've had. Set those goals. Uh, right to my left, I actually have a notebook where I've set those goals and I've started to break it out. So I've done that myself. The other thing you noted, I think is incredibly powerful for this reason. I want to do this. I will do this. There's wiggle room in that. I want isn't definitive. I will do this. It gets closer, but I am going, or I am doing this. Not I am going to, because that still leaves wiggle room, but I am going to do this again leaves wiggle room. So we want to shift it. I am losing weight, not I am going to. So there's power in what you said, because that is something that is present tense, is active versus in the future, possible, potential. We want to get rid of that language because there's stronger embodiment when we say I am losing weight versus I am going to or I will, or I want, if that makes sense. So wonderful illustrations. Right. You know, it, and right. Cause there was like three or four levels of what I call back backdoor, you know, wording in, in those statements. I want to lose weight leaves a whole lot of room for not losing weight. Right. I will leaves a little less, but I'm going to, leaves a little less, but I am losing weight leaves almost no, like, cause you're doing it. Yep. You're actually, you're already there at the, at the, at the, the pinnacle point of you're doing the thing. Once you're doing the thing, then you have motivation. And, and that motivation, like we said, is like a locomotion is every day of you getting a little bit closer creates a little bit more motivation for the next day, which creates you know, the next part for the next day and the next day. And it is just being comfortable with consistency day in and day out of, I am doing this, yeah. not I'm going to, not I will, or I'll get around to it or someday, but I'm doing this, the damn thing right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same thing. Like if I say I am strong, I am confident, I am capable when we're trying to build the confidence and belief in ourselves around those typical mentalities, 
you're using the exact same thing we're talking about here. It's proven to work. They're powerful affirmations. I am strong. I am losing weight. We're affirming that we are those things and we are doing those things. So there is true power in that. Speaking it, creating it as a mantra, seeing it, that's another layer, right? In addition to writing down what we've talked about before, put that theme somewhere that you see, put those statements. If you're into waking up and having a mantra and saying that, say that every morning, if that speaks to you. Add those elements in a right way for you to build on top of that motivating intention. There's power in that to create what you want this year. Absolutely. And it, you know, one of the distinctions of leadership is um, if it's going to be, it's up to me, mm. which is it gives you all the power. You're responsible for what you create in the world. No matter what, if you do nothing, you're still creating. It may not be what you want, <laughs> but that's what you're creating because you're not being intentional with what you're doing. Mm. So when you're not in, when you're not thinking about what you're doing or even worse, when you're in the human trap of reactivity, which is you're constantly just responding to the world happening to you, it can, it can get exhausting and it can feel like there's no way out and that there's never going to be an end to this reign of it's the negative feedback loop is just, yeah. I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. And, you know, all those imposter thoughts in your head start being like, you're right. And then what ends up happening is that unintentional intention starts trumping your active speaking intention. Yeah. So that's why these things can be so powerful because you need support to overcome yourself. <laughs> yeah, there's two wonderful points in there. Uh, and I'll, I'll speak to both of them. The two ones though that I am hearing are readiness and control. What I mean by that is sometimes we may feel we're, we're ready to do something. Oh, I want this to happen. I wish this would happen. We typically associate that with being ready to make that happen. But we often find months go by and I've never taken action on it. So the question is, are you truly actually ready for that? And the answer is no. When we're really ready for something, we take purposeful action towards it because we do truly want it to happen. I highlight that just because we get the concept a little bit confused and you're bringing up things that perhaps stay in my way. So let's talk about eating and health just because we've kind of used that as an example already today. Plus, it's a good one for this time of year because it's, yeah. it's probably in line with somebody's resolution. Right. That's that's fair. So let's just say I want to lose weight as that resolution that we've been talking about. Well, you know, I go out when I go hang with my friends, we eat and then I end up eating this because it's too difficult to do that at the restaurant and count calories. And, you know, I don't feel like really eating this and I don't want to eat breakfast or I don't want to buy this, we typically make these excuses versus 
talking about what is going to, to help us. There's things that are standing in our way. Here's the reasoning. Here's the why that I didn't do it this week. And part of that question is, are you truly ready to bring that about? Here's the real importance for me in asking that question as a coach. You may not be, but you know what? That's okay. Because once you embrace that, maybe I'm not ready to take this drastic of a step, then it's easier to overcome that because I've accepted who I am in this moment versus trying to fight against who I am in this moment. And I may not be ready to count calories. I may not be ready to drastically shift the way that I eat. So what am I ready for? Maybe I want to go out and have that slice of cheesecake. Okay. That's what you want right now. That's okay. Let's talk about what it is then with is in your control. If you want to eat that cheesecake, go ahead, eat it. What else can you shift that you can control? Maybe I don't have to have that every time I go out. Maybe it's a once a week thing. When I go out with friends, I can still do that. I can still eat out. Do I have to eat everything? Maybe I slow down a little bit and have more conversation and see if I'm still hungry. There's small things that you can do that will start building the habits that we're talking about that are within your control that you actually may truly be ready for that can start laying the foundation to ultimately get to our goal. But first we have to understand what is it that I'm truly ready for in this moment? Because if we don't, we'll continually fight against ourselves. Because if I'm not ready to take action, I'm not going to take that action. But then I'm going to feel bad and terrible about myself because I say that I want to eat healthily or I say that I want to lose weight, but I'm fighting against who I am at the moment and I'm going about it in the wrong way. That leads to just frustration and it's not possible. Getting stuck in that negativity that you were talking about. Right. And it seems to be something that happens to a lot of people. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't think that I think everyone has their own way of overcoming that. But one of the ways that I think is important for people to identify how to get out of their own way is being realistic with themselves and saying like, okay, so if I keep getting stuck here, what is in the gap? What is in the way? What is holding me back? And be courageous enough to identify it and, and accepting of it. Mm -hmm. And that also knowing that once you have that power, you have the power to create something new around that an area of improvement for say, yeah. right. Is I, if we're sticking to weight is yeah. I, I want to, I want to shed these pounds. So I feel better that that's why I want to lose more weight this year. And it is, it is one of my intentions to lose just a few more pounds, um, which is also really interesting too, is like we talk about like processes and how habits are built and all those things. But when, when it comes to weight loss, if you're, if you're overweight and you start making these small shifts, the, the actual weight loss in the beginning is actually fairly easy for the most part. Um, it's the consistency part over time that gets harder. Right. And then once you get down to those last 10 pounds, that's where you're really, that's the hardest part. <laughs> right. 
right. right? So weight loss is not always equal is losing the first 10 pounds is usually a lot easier than losing the last 10. Yeah. Um, because so much has shifted and changed from there to there that your, your metabolism is different. Yep. Your energy is different. What your muscles need is different. Like everything has changed. Yeah. So, so it has to be a constant evolution of evaluation of, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And one of the things that I think is really important for us to understand is that destinations are temporary. Mm. Is when, even if you have this goal of, you know, shredded body, once you get there, you either need to maintain that <laughs> or you need to find a new destination. Yeah. And, you know, what that looks like is up to you, but there is no just arriving and being like, oh, you know what? I'm done. I got here. I don't have to do anymore. That's actually probably where the work is going to start getting the hardest. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, to that, I'd like to share a little bit more about me, actually, if that's okay. Align exactly what yeah, you're talking absolutely. about. That's that, what we're here for is yeah. to... <laughs> <laughs> to learn and grow and connect and 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 learn about the human experience. Yeah. What makes you resilient in this moment, Steve? Yeah. Well, and the, the thing that is, I really enjoy about our conversations is the fact that, I mean, we truly are being real. And the fact is we all go through this, all of us. And I'm going to give you that example right now about, for me, this very specific topic. You know, as we talked about, my theme this year is freedom. You know, and like I said, it's it's financial freedom. It's time freedom. It's freedom from constraints of others. But as we've had this conversation, there is another apparent thing for me that's freedom from my own constraints. In triathlon, I'm not too shabby at it. And I don't mean that egotistically at all. I just recognize where I'm at, but I recognize there is a level I want to get to. But in order to get to that level, this past year has been phenomenal in terms of seeing what it is that I need to shift. And there are some constraints I put on myself that I need to break free of. And so one in particular is around eating to get to say the ideal quote unquote race weight for me has led me to perhaps eat less than I should when I should be eating more to support my body and not cut right before say races that are going to detrimentally impact my performance during that race. So part of what I need to do this year is break free of that mentality, freedom from that. And the way that that plays out is exactly what we've talked about. Last year, my last race was beginning in November. And so I'm in the off season. I took time to rest. I'm now in a strength building phase. I have the opportunity that's more proper to build more muscle. Lean muscle is going to be uh, better for your metabolism and increase it and naturally help me say lose body fat percentage, which is what I ultimately want to do is build lean muscle, lose body fat percentage. But I realized that after my Ironman in September, I just wanted to eat. And so I gained more weight than I, than I wanted to, but I still have that mentality of, you know what? I really don't want to eat healthily to the extent. Now I eat fairly healthily, but I do like sweets. And so I have a sweet tooth. And I wasn't counting calories that I, that I usually do. And I kind of fell off of where I was. And I realized going into the end of last year that in order to really get back on track, I'm not quite ready for that. So where am I right now? 
what's going to help me? Well, I can't make that drastic shift because I know right now I'm not going to stick to it, right? I truly wasn't ready for it. So I said, one thing that I think will help me, which has helped me, is I'm going to get some buddies of mine to get into a challenge. Over the next two months, let's enter into a challenge where we see body fat percentage go down, lean muscle increase, and then whoever has the most combined gains in that area, increase in muscle mass percentage, decrease in body fat percentage, we'll win. And we'll just buy whomever that is, right? Their uh, favorite thing of protein powder. Essentially, that's <laughs> that's what we're competing for. So right, that was- Well, you the, can count me in. There I, you I go. went in on this. All right, yeah. So we've got one month left, Andrew. Come on, come on in, my friend. Um, that was my first step that helped. So I was better last month in terms of what I ate. I didn't see as much perhaps difference as I'd like. I know I'm building muscle, but again, I wasn't to the extent of counting calories, but I needed that challenge to start helping me out. I needed that month to start really building in the habit again to eating a little bit more healthily. So making smarter choices of what I buy, and then slowly getting back into actually specifically tracking and counting calories, which I'm doing now. One last thing I'll highlight on it though, is yesterday I was driving back from family and I really wanted vanilla ice cream with peanut butter cups in it. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to the store and I'm gonna buy this. And I had that fight and that struggle within me of, well, that's not really aligned with your goals. <laughs> that's not gonna help you. It's January. We've got one month left on this challenge. There's deeper meaning here is that's going to go against the goals and the healthy habits I want to create that ultimately is going to lead me to hit a specific time in some of my races. So I had to myself go through that mental struggle and talk myself through, well, there's one story on the way. You know what? Let's not stop there. There's another one on the way it could potentially hit should I want. Let's give it some time. Lo and behold, 20 minutes later, when I was closer to home and my store that I said, let's see what happens then. I didn't want it anymore. I knew because I had really gone through that mental progression of this is not truly aligned with the intention I've set for this year. I'm not going to do that. I have other things at home that are going to be healthy that I'm going to eat. I'm going to choose that instead. So I use this as an illustration, just that I've, I've gone through this exact same thing that we've talked about and none of us are immune to it. And that's okay, because we can put what we've talked about in today in play to help us hold true to it, help us achieve what we want, because it is possible. And no one's alone in this struggle to do it. So thank you for allowing me to, to share. I appreciate it. Right. And, you know, I, <clears throat> I feel the same way. And I, you know, we, we've talked a lot about our behavior and how we can set ourselves up for success. And I like what you were saying there is that you had the, the, the mental will power at that moment to not stop at the store, which is a huge step because that is much easier to do than it were to say that I'm going to go buy the ice cream and just have a few spoonfuls. Right. Right. Because then that's going to turn into more. <laughs> 
exactly. <laughs> so, you know, there, there's the behavioral management piece right there is like, I'm not going to go get the vice. And, but still left yourself the opportunity to get the vice, but you at least stopped yourself at that point. And that moment passed and you were successful. You didn't practice eating more ice cream that day. And it can be that simple if you can just look at these little little pieces of your your day to day is what is the small shift that I can make that makes tremendous impact. Um, you know, we did that episode about attitude and attitude is one of those small shifts that you can constantly make to help yourself with your intention throughout the year is have an attitude of, I want to create what I want this year, support yourself. And when things come up that are non-serving to you, take a breath, take some inventory. What's coming up for me? If I do this, what's the payoffs? What's the prices I pay? You know, looking at it that way instead of, oh, I really want that ice cream. And then when you're eating that ice cream, I can hate myself. <laughs> That's not going to serve you. Right. Stopping yourself and saying, I don't want the ice cream. If I really do, I'll stop. But at this moment, I'm going to in enforce a little willpower. Small shift, small shift. Yeah. But it helped you be successful, which is so impactful yeah so impactful because i knew deep down bringing this full circle the intention for me and what that truly meant for me i know to take this next step in my athletic career there are certain things that i need to get better at and i really truly want to reach that next level i really do and shifting what needs to be shifted allows me to break free of what's holding me back. And then from there, the possibilities are, are limitless of where I can go. My coach believes in me. I know it's possible, but I also know that within my control are certain things that will help me do that. And those are the critical things that went through my mind in that moment to help me make that decision to not stop to talk through it with myself, to remind me of what it is that I'm truly going to bring about this year. And that, in that moment, helped me overcome. And it's the same thing that all of us can do. Right. And it, it's also interesting, too, because there is a, a, little, um, a little trickery there, right? Because the ice cream is something that you want. Yeah. yeah. Right? Is But it you know that it is a brief moment of joy that is going to put a, a, a detrimental strike against your ultimate goals. Right. Right. So it's a want that's getting in a way of a bigger want. Yeah, exactly. And one, one, one is um, in the moment, I want this. And one is that intrinsical, I this is what I am working towards in my intention. Yeah. Is this going to get in the way of that? I'll stop 
if I really, really need it, I'll stop at the next one. Didn't find it necessary. And I love that. We're talking about maybe to make it very short, simple impulse versus intention. Mm. Right. That immediate gratitude of, uh, I'm, I'm craving something. I can support it with this. Um, instead of being like, well, why am I craving that? Yeah. And how is that craving? If I satisfy it, how does it serve me or not serve? Me? Yeah. Um, and even just taking those few moments of thinking through things can easily help you shift. They say yeah. it only takes five seconds to, you know, stop an impulse hmm. from being something that is goes from being an impulse where you don't really think about it to I thought about it for five seconds and had enough time to do some inventory and change mm-hmm. my my course because after I thought about it for five seconds it's not in line with what I'm trying to achieve right yeah. now it's not in line with my intention right now yeah. um yeah so to that for today, kind of as a whole, we've talked about really setting intentions for the year versus resolutions. So we've talked about the nuance that's there, the similarities, but when we set the intention, it makes it easier for us to back out what those goals are, those typical resolutions, but goals that are going to be fruitful and serve us and then allow us to drill down even further on what are the small steps I can take towards that goal each day, each week, each month, each quarter, essentially throughout the year to be able to bring that about. And what's going to help me stay that course because I know the true importance and value in doing that for me. That's what I think we really kind of highlighted today. And I just want to, again, say you're not alone in that at all. We all go through it as Andrew and I've illustrated, and that's okay. Because the beautiful thing is it means you're human and that's a good thing. Right. You know, we're, we're a unique species. They're the only kind on this planet. (laughs) Um, and I don't know about you, but I would like for us to continue to inhabit the planet and try to find better ways of treating each other and setting our intention as a whole for greatness instead of self-destruction. With that, I'll throw that challenge out to our listeners is what intentions can you set for yourself this year that are serving, that are serving you and serving others? Yeah, absolutely. Until the next time, Andrew, continue being that movement in your life, my friend. Uh, It's a pleasure as always, and I look forward to continuing the conversation this year. Yep. I'll see you next week and we'll hope to hear from you. Send us a message until next time. Have a good one. If you enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing. If you would like more information on coaching, look at striveformore.com to find Steve's business, or you can look for pet care options at pittsburghpetcare.com. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at contact at pittsburghpetcare.com. See you next time.